Who is your fifth receiver in this 2023 draft class, John? All right. So, I mean, if anybody's watched the last handful of uh, of podcasts or listened <laughs> to the last handful of podcasts, we've had similar lists, and I'm I'm thinking that I don't think this, we're the same this time. This one has to be different. There's just there's no way <laughs> receivers is always the one that like there there can be quite a quite a bit of differences. So I just I'm hoping that that's the case here because there's just there's no shot that what is it we did quarterbacks running backs there's no shot that on the third one the third go around we get the exact same list anyway at number five this was kind of the controversial spot for me because it feels like at receiver once again it's such a deep group that there's quite a few players that could go here um but at number five for me i have josh downs out of north carolina uh, he's a solid route runner. I think that he could sneak into the first round, depending on how heavy the receiver class, you know, goes in that first round. Um, but I think he'll probably be more likely a second round pick. Very shifty player when it comes to making a a quick amount of or gaining a quick amount of space in short distances. That's what I think he specializes in. Um, I think that he's really strong when you throw him in the slot and you give him some of those option routes where you allow the receiver to read the coverage, read the defender, and then they can pick one or two, maybe even three routes. I mean, he's so good at that. I think he's really especially a weapon in the red zone. Like I said, small amounts of space, quick amount of uh, you know movement that needs to be had in, in a short amount of time. He, he can get it done. Um, so Josh Downs, he's my number five receiver. Uh, I have some stats pulled up in his college career. He had a 74.8% catch rate, which is pretty impressive. I mean, 75% of the passes going his way he caught. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Also last year, he had 94 catches for a little over a thousand yards as well as 11 touchdowns in 11 games. So that just goes to show that, you know, he's a receiver who can be used in a lot of different ways. He is 5'10", 175. I don't think I have his 40 time written down anywhere. Um, um, I see it as 4'4", four, 4'4", four, eight, four, uh, four, eight. So, yeah, respectable, uh, you know, 40 time. Not going to be like some physical prowess of a receiver, but like I said, very shifty, good with the ball in his hands, good in open field. Uh, and I think that he, he can be a really strong weapon on some of those third downs those uh end zone plays two-point conversions all like the really critical downs i could definitely see him being a guy that develops a rapport with a quarterback and just becomes incredibly reliable i think of like you know julian edelman in in the new england not in terms of like a comparison of like play style or strengths or anything but just the way that tom brady on third downs in the red zone wherever it was you knew Julian Edelman was going to be a, a very high-value target. I think that Josh Downs can become one of those kind of guys. Uh, and also, he didn't have, you know, always the the smoothest of, of opportunities when it came to North Carolina. I mean, he, you know, a lot of other talent coming out of North Carolina over the last couple of years. So it wasn't like he was always just, you know, the number one guy in the offense. He's, he's played a lot of different roles, and he's excelled throughout it. So Josh Downs, he's my number five receiver. What about you? Uh, so he's not my number five receiver. So we finally have a disagreement. Uh, from I just want to note, stay on him real fast. Reason he didn't make one of the reasons he didn't make my top five. I think the biggest one for me was uh, physicality. Uh, seems like 
he really only played slot in college from what I saw. And uh, especially like blocking wise, and it's just something he's going to have to do. Not great at that. Didn't seem to do well against press in the few times that he was pressed, which obviously in the NFL, that's going to be big. Uh, but uh, I'm still with you. He's a talented receiver class. He was definitely on my outside looking in. Those are just some things as to why he didn't make my top five. Uh, but my number five receiver is Jordan Addison out of USC. Um, and he's been given first round great, or I've seen him, you know, kind of towards the late in the first round. Bills seem to be a popular spot for him. Um, and star on his strengths, uh, strengths, you know, pretty good, pretty agile. Uh, he can when the he's, he can work definitely on the inside slot and the outside. He's going to be definitely more short to intermediate. Um, I kind of see him like a little bit like a kind of like a I want to say a Hollywood brownish when he came out, except obviously people aren't hyping his speed up as much and he's uh, as Hollywood Browns, but um, and he does have similar, I would say, weaknesses. Not very confident of, of him and in, in press man. And I just, his physicality down the field is something that I've also had a concern with Josh Downs with. Like it, you you mentioned a lot, you know, sometimes it's, we, we can't, we, we, we overblow the 40 times because, you know, in an actual NFL, when you're running routes, you're going to get, you know, bumped and stuff. It's, it's a physical game. And I think that's something that Addison, especially in medium, medium to deep routes, can struggle with. And um, but nonetheless, I think I still think he'll find a role in the short to intermediate game. And hey, you know, he can if he gets good enough, he can probably can set up the deep ball uh, with his agility and you know with his route running because he is one of those guys where it is pretty clean route running for the most part and footwork. Um, and then I'll mention some of the other guys too. They they have the ability that when they do get the ball in their hands, it's they are just. It feels like they're faster and shiftier. They're just uh, a lot like, you know, the Debo Samuels of the world, those guys. Addison doesn't really seem to have that. It seems like, you know, once he has a ball in his hands, if he doesn't juke you out of your shoes or blow by you, you know, if you get your hands, if a DB gets his hands on him, for the most part, he's going down. So um, he is my number five. Um, so this is interesting because now we finally don't have the same list for sure. Um, so. I'm not sure if he's later down your list. Uh, you won't be shocked if he is. I'm not sure if you have anything to comment on him or if you want to just go ahead to number four if he is <laughs> further up your list. Well, now that we finally have different lists, let's let's do a snake draft. How about you go okay. number four? Okay, so my number four, who I had above him, is Jalen Hyatt. And first thing I mentioned, uh, I loved I mean, his speed. And we saw it. If you saw that Alabama game, that really was it. It was him just burning people a lot that game. They seem to underestimate his speed and he's got i wrote down a comp for him very deshaun jackson ish in terms of you know i'm not saying like he will be that guy but he has that similar strength where he's very good at uh the deep threat and he's physical enough like i mentioned with addison that, that, that was a concern where i think it seems like he'll be fine and especially off the line of scrimmage too Against most, you know, I'm saying average-ish corners, not saying the top, you know, starter guys. Um, he'll, I don't think he'll have many issues against the press there. I think he has the ability, he has the ability to run a handful of routes very well. I'm not going to say he's a route technician, so that's a, definitely, I would say, a weakness of his, you could say. Uh, but, yeah, like, I I just feel like a team's going to value him high and. He, he just reminds me a lot of like a Wolf Fuller. I know that's not a great comparison because Wolf Fuller, you know, 
dealt a lot of injuries, but um, as we all saw, when Fuller did play, he was a legit deep threat. And I just think that Hyatt, you place him in the slot, place him outside, he can be that guy. Uh, he can also run the interme- uh, the medium routes pretty well. And obviously with any ass- great athlete, which I think he is, obviously at the receiver position, uh, you know, I could see him developing maybe a little bit of a short game too to help him out. Um, but obviously some weaknesses. I mentioned route trees kind of limited, but that's hard. It's hard for us to tell because, you know, Sometimes that's what the college is. They, the college system itself has a limited route tree. It's not like he can't run limited route tree. So, um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, also I mentioned he's mainly going to be a slot guy, but I could see him in moments, you know, being moved outside or he's going to be, have to be a guy that, you know, is part of a bunch or something so he can get a free release. Um, so you kind of, you may have to work with him at that, at the, at the next level. Um, and then I would say this is kind of a knock, but, average ball skills i'm not gonna say he's like the most amazing at um and high pointing and stuff like that he's not gonna you know do a lot of 50 50 stuff but he's a solid you know he's not gonna get i didn't see any brutal drops so um that's a little bit of good and bad there so Jalen hyatt out of tennessee is my number four wide receiver who is yours john before I say my number four i do want to talk about Jalen hyatt because he's actually not in my top five spoiler alert um, he, he's around six, seven, eight range. I haven't like fully ranked outside of the top five, to be honest. So, uh, but he, he would be an honorable mention for me. The, the biggest concerns I had about it, which I, well, first his, I mean, his speed is electric. Like you said, the speed, the size, it's pretty ideal. I like the comparison of Deshaun Jackson. I think that he could have some of those electric type of plays. Will Fuller too. I thought that was a really good one. Once again, although Will Fuller did deal with injuries when he did play, the guy was a beast. Yes. Um, so I, I do like those comparisons. My biggest concern with Jalen Hyatt is I, I don't think that there is a team in the NFL that will have a role for him like he had at Tennessee. At Tennessee, um, last year, he only played 31 snaps against press coverage the entire season, and that just won't exist in the NFL. Like You you might get a single team that will run 31 snaps of press coverage on you. Um, So I think that's going to increase between five and tenfold in the NFL. And so I'm not saying he can't do it. I just haven't seen it. And that worries me. Um, I, 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 I don't know. The lack of experience there could be an issue or it could happen and he could blow those guys out of the water. I just don't know. And so I can't give him the benefit of the doubt there uh, because I just didn't see it. And then also, I wonder how his speed will translate once those those press things kind of do happen. Um, if teams start to adjust and they throw a safety over the top, can he make plays? I'm I'm not. And once again, this is a a potential critique of college and not actually Hyatt himself. So I will own up to that. There just wasn't a lot of plays that they required him to change direction, do any crazy route running, anything really special. It just seemed like his role in the offense was run and beat the guy with your speed. And once again, no press coverage. So they were giving him a lot of cushion. So he was able to take his time to set up the route that he wanted. Um, I I just I worry that in the NFL, there could be some corners that exploit that pretty heavily. And if that does happen, all of a sudden it, it turns out it is a weakness, then the electric playmaker that he was just could be capped at the line of scrimmage. And, and then you got to start developing some other things. Once again, could he do it? I don't know. I just, we just haven't seen it. So that, that was the reason he's not on the top five for me. 
and and that's always the tough part about college football, man. There's just so many offenses and like play styles and whatever that it sometimes the player's really good at it and we just don't get to see it. I think, I mean, this is a different sport, but like Donovan Mitchell in the NBA, nobody knew that the guy was going to be a superstar. And then he gets to the NBA and he is, and they ask him why. And he says, well, you know, at Louisville, we had two centers that couldn't shoot and we played them all the time. So I tried to drive into the paint and there was always like 10 guys down there just waiting for me because our, our floor was so clogged. And so sometimes there's just stuff that you can't overcome just because of the way that your team plays. And then you get to the next level and we realize, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, like, uh, just to start to interject out onto that football reference wise, like uh, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, like, in case people don't know, they 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 were together at college at Ole Miss. It's just Ole Miss was terrible at their quarter. No, I don't know who their quarterback was. I don't remember. I'm sorry, but their quarterback was not good. And as we see now, those two are really good. So they obviously were not utilized correctly at Ole Miss. Right. To your point. Um. So who knows? Like I said, Hyatt could prove me wrong here, and this this is a risky one because I mean the guy was the Bolitnikov winner and he balled out last year. Uh, and if he gets in the right scheme, like God forbid, he ends up on like the Chiefs or something. That's what then I was about to say. I'm end gonna end eat of the first words. round, Kansas City. Like they they lost a couple of deep threats. I mean, the Bills could use one. I'm just saying, like, and that's why I hear you hear you. Like he has to kind of go to the right place, a place that's going to say, "Hey, we know you're not great at press. Don't worry about it. We'll get we'll find, get you ways to get free releases, like Andy Reid does with motions and bunches and things like that. But if he's like with more simplistic, like. Seattle offense, I know they won't take him, but that's where I would be concerned because they just say, okay, line up and, you know, there's no real motion. So, yeah, I mean, if you get him with an offensive mind, like we saw Christian Watson on the Packers, like, yeah, it took a little bit, but eventually they found the way to get the ball in his hands and he starts going crazy. The the Chiefs, I even think it like Chase Claypool, his rookie year, maybe wasn't the most refined, but they found ways to just put the ball in his hands and let him make plays. If he can get an offense like that, then, I mean, I, I could be eating my words here. Um, but my my number four, I want to go back to my list. It's the guy that you had a number five, Jordan Addison, USC, okay. six foot, 175 pounds, uh, just a really well-rounded receiver. I think he's going to probably go in the first round. Um, I think that most people are probably like based on the list that I've seen, he's around that three to five range for most people. Um but yeah, for me, he's my number four. I think that his potential is really high. I mean, we think back to a year or two ago, and a lot of people thought that Jordan Addison could come out as like the top receiver in his class. Now, he didn't end up doing that, um, but I think that he has sky high potential. He's a pretty solid route runner. He feels like a natural when it comes to creating space. I think that he feels like a less glorified version of Devonta Smith coming out. Um, maybe not as elite of an a route runner, but in terms of like the size comparison, I mean they're near identical. I I don't actually hold on. Let me let me pull up Devonta Smith's uh, weight because I'm trying to see what it was. He might have been lighter. Devonta Smith. He pretty okay. sure he was lighter because I was he, concerned coming out. Yeah, he's six foot. He weighs one seventy now. I don't know what he weighed coming out. Um, it's like one sixty. I think that's yeah. that was a concern. Jordan Addison also six foot. He weighs one seventy five, so he's a little bit bulkier, which is nice because um, NFL teams will prefer that. Um, but like I said, really strong route runner. I think he's got sky high potential. He's got good speed and athleticism. Um, he just feels very fluid when it comes to moving. Um, once again, he is a little lighter. 175 is not ideal, but we've seen Devonta Smith was able to make it work. And so if Devonta Smith can make it work, I think Jordan Addison can too. Um, I think that 
uh, the the thing that I just talked about with Jalen Hyatt to where, like you pointed out, it feels like if he ends in the right system, then he could blow up. I think that Jordan Addison feels almost system proof. Like his strengths kind of apply to any offense. Um, so yeah, Jordan Addison, he's my number four. I don't feel like I need to go too much into it because you already covered him as well. Um, so that is my number four. So now that means it's time for me, my number three. And this this was the tough one. I'm not going to lie. My number one, I, I've had that person locked in for a while, but number two and three felt difficult for me. But ultimately, I landed on number three being, and this might shock some people because I, I know some people, even six months ago, had this guy as the number one. But for me, it's Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, 6'1", 200 pounds, uh, I mean, when he was behind Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, there was so much hype behind him because it was like, man, you watch Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave, and you, you, all of a sudden you're seeing what they're doing on Sundays. And then you look back at that old game film and there was games where Jackson Smith and Jigbo was outperforming them by far. So it seemed like, man, this guy's going to come out and just go crazy. And then he had some injuries. He gets limited this past year and it doesn't, he doesn't fully build up that momentum. I mean, like I said, that sophomore year when they had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, the guy had 95 catches for 1,600 yards. Like, that's crazy impressive in an offense with those two. Um, but then all of a sudden last year, like I said, the injuries happened. He played just 60 snaps, and that's that's tough. Um, I still think that he's super talented. I think that he's a really safe pick at receiver, which is why I put him at number three. I Like I said, I, I was tempted to put him at number two. I dropped him down simply because I think that the guys I have above him I think are a little bit more explosive of playmakers and I think could be uh, have higher ceilings. But I do think that Jackson Smith and Jigba has a really safe floor. He's got really good ball skills. Uh, I got some stats pulled up here in 2021, that year where he went crazy. Um, he caught he had 10 contested catches and he caught nine of them. So, I mean, when it came to contested catches, his hands were great. His ball skills were solid. After the catch that year, he also broke 19 tackles. That's really good. He's a pretty solid route runner. Uh, I think that he works best in the slot, but the, once again, the tough part is that was because we saw him in an offense with Wilson and Alave. If maybe last year we saw him in an offense without those two, maybe he could have had time to develop as an outside weapon and became more versatile, more more well-rounded. It just didn't unfortunately happen. Um, but regardless, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he is my number three receiver. Like I said, just I think probably the most well-rounded prospect of of the class very safe floor uh, and I think he's just going to be a very good receiver hmm. all right well for my number three once again we're going to defer and I feel like my number three is definitely in your top two uh, and it would be Mr. Quentin Johnson out of TCU he's my third receiver for the 2023 draft um, positives Great size and pretty good speed. Uh, you kind of have to go off film for that. He didn't test. Uh, he didn't run out the combine uh, or his. I don't think TCU or I don't see any pro day. So I'm guessing he didn't run out their pro day. Um, great catch rate, just jump ball ability. Um, I basically, I mean, basically, what you're kind of hearing is kind of like a Drake London, T Higgins ish. Um, that's why I kind of comped him as not like a Mike Evans level of, you know, amazing size and speed. Those guys are kind of rare. Um, so obviously, Quinn Johnson will have a role on the outside for 
pretty much any team in the NFL and they're going to cover them, especially in red zone or even third down situations, critical situations. Those 50-50 balls, air quotes around 50-50 with him, he can make them more, you know, 60-40, 70-30. He can be a huge threat that way. Um, and that's why I have him pretty high up. Um, some concerns, though, not amazing agility. Yeah, you know, he, he's one of those guys I mentioned where when he once he gets the ball in his hands, if he doesn't make you miss with speed, he's definitely one that I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he can be shaking many, many people out of their boots in the NFL or you know just breaking tackles. His pure, his pure physicality, you know, just running running through them. But um, like I said, with his size, it, size is a skill. You can't teach size in the NFL, and uh, he does. He's one of those people too that uses his size. Uh, to his advantage because some people you know they have all the measurables and we've seen it we've seen in drafts past where they don't end up doing very well uh, a la you know Kevin White a guy you want to talk about measurables I'm sorry to dog at you Kevin but he was one that everyone loved his speed loved his size this and that and it didn't translate um, but because but uh, Quentin Johns is definitely one that uses all six three of himself uh, to his full advantage and that's not including his wingspan um but like I said, not amazing agility and route, route running and with the ball in his hands. And because of that, too, I think he's going to be a limit on the outside. So it's just it's a lot riding on how dominant of a receiver he can be on the outside. And we've seen many that can do that. So, um, yeah, he is one of my safer kind of picks. Um, it'd be very interesting where he goes. But, um, yes, he is my number three, Quentin Johnston out of TCU. I'm guessing you have them in your top two. I don't know if you have any comments or if you want to move to your top to your number two. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're doing snake traps. So I have to move to number two now. <laughs> yeah, straight to your um, number two. Straight to my number two. And that is the man you you had at number three, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I had him at two. Uh, mentioned great agility, acceleration, and suddenness you know, with the ball in his hands or in route running. is one of the reasons why I had him over Quentin Johnson. Is very Like we see the modern Devos and uh, Terry Kills. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's very good at shaking people. And uh, honestly, at certain points, uh, even breaking some tackles, some arm tackles. You know, he's kind of got a thicker lower body. Um, so, I've, and then mentioned uh, he played in the slot, so he has experience there. I think he can have, pretty sure he has success outside the next level. Um, I think he has good enough straight line speed. He's not going to... Uh, beat you know some of the faster corners but you know he can set them up with his route running and his short to intermediate skills there uh, i think he's really good at uh, finding in uh, holes in zones uh whether it's you know uh sitting in zones for the play or even if the play breaks down which you know what happened at times it's going to happen at the next level uh he can he's very good at being a quarterback's friend and uh and you know basically just really good at the scramble drill you know just getting open while his quarterback's running left or right and, you know, finding uh, a lane for him to throw to. Um, my comps for him were like Michael Thomas, DeMonte Adams. I know that's like high praise. I'm not saying he will be those elite low, like, but he has a lot of the similar traits, I feel. Uh, although I do feel, like I said, I think he's more like DeMonte where it's like he's, he doesn't seem very fast, but he's shifty. And that, and that I mean, as we know with DeMonte, he's one of the shiftiest guys. So, um those are my comps for him. And then concerns. You mentioned the injury. That's always a concern. I mean, we mentioned Will Fuller and I wrote Will Fuller down because he had some kind of a lingering hamstring issue. Uh, so 
hopefully at the next level we would assume that uh, we'll have to, he'll have to consult that that reddit chart with all the top uh, medical teams maybe to try to see where he wants to go because um hopefully you know that isn't an issue at the next level they can get his body right there so that he can be on the field and then like i said i am a little bit concerned because like i said about about that speed because maybe we've seen like i said we've seen it before where his straight line speed is you know top end speed may not uh, translate to the next level and he's more stuck to the short to intermediate stuff. But um, nonetheless, I think he can definitely be a playmaker, even if you know, he's not blown by people. He's going to find a role in the short to intermediate game, a la Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams. So I have Jackson Smith and Jigba at number two. He had him at three. Who is your numero two, John? All right. I'm, I'm going to assume that this is your number one, and I, I will be kind of shocked if he's not. Uh, but my number two is Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Um, 5'9", weighs 182, so the size isn't necessarily anything crazy. doesn't really blow you out of the water. You you hear that, and you're like, this guy's your number two. Uh, but work with me here. Ran a 4'4", 240, so he's got speed. He had a 36-inch vertical, which isn't anything crazy, but for someone of his size, that's pretty solid. He had a... 127 inch broad jump which puts him in the 85th percentile which once again for someone at 5'9 to have that kind of a broad jump that's pretty solid so he's an explosive athlete uh his 10 yard split was a 153 which is 74th percentile so once again solid in terms of the athleticism doesn't really blow you out of the water that said where this guy does shine is he is an incredibly dangerous pass catcher, especially deep down the field. Like he he seems like one of those receivers that all of a sudden you need to play deep. He he's the guy that can make it. Um, especially, you know, when there also sorry, not especially. Also, there's gonna be a lot of plays that I think he can excel on where the offense just simply needs to get him the ball and they let him work. His yards after the catch ability is probably next to none in this class, in my opinion. Um, his ability to separate, his agility, um, his short area quickness, uh, the the moves that he has in his arsenal, he's very versatile and all that kind of stuff. So when you get him the ball in his hands, he, he's going to make plays happen. Uh, but in general, he is a really good separator, like I said. Strong when it comes to the deep ball stuff. Um, but he, I don't think he's limited to that. I think that he also has a solid enough route tree. He's face press enough times that he can make some things happen. Um, he's not like the most pure of route runners, but he's pretty darn close. Um, I, I mean, he, he's really solid. So once again, I don't know if his skill set, in large part because of his size is going to have him become the first receiver taken off the board. I mean, we saw that last year with Drake London. There's there's some types of receivers that teams kind of value as the first receiver off the board. But you get this guy in an offense that just has a, a solid enough quarterback and an offensive coordinator that's at least creative, and we could see Zay Flowers make a, a lot of plays and do a lot of damage. Um, the, the one sort of comp that I really noticed when it came to, like, his ball skills, his, you know, his hands, um, his agility, his yards after the catch, all that kind of stuff. It felt like a little faster Antonio Brown, which I know might seem crazy to say that's because that's kind of high praise. Um, but I mean, he, he just had a lot of things that really impressed me, uh, specifically Zay Flowers. So he is my number two. And uh, that leads me to my number one. 
um, which is unless it, well, okay, I, we'll we'll save it for after in case he's your number one. I don't want to spoil it. I was going to ask if he's not your number one if you want to comment on it, but um, uh, if you want, I can, if make it, if we can make a seamless just while we stay on topic, um, and then you can go to one. yeah, yeah, yeah. go go for your number one. Okay, so yeah, my number one is Zay Flowers. Okay, I, I, I wrote down Antonio Brown slash Steve Smith, and what you said does fit that just fluid fluid route runner um and then not only that like you already said just uh, even with the ball in his hands kind of has that sixth gear that he can hit too where he feels like he's even faster with the ball in his hands and even quicker and a fearless runner fearless over the middle mostly like uh he, he was definitely the most uh i know some people said drops were a concern but when i looked at the few drops it just seems like he was just uh you know, doing the old, it's not like he had bad hands. It's just that, you know, he wanted to get up field and, you know, m- turn up field, move his head. And then, you know, just forgot the ball. That's some, I think that's teachable in the NFL. Just, Hey, just get the ball first, dude. You're fast. You're quick. You can figure that out once you get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially when today's NFL, that's why I had him at number one. Just, you know, it just feels like you have to have one of these kind of slot guys. And like, like we, like I confident to Antonio Brown, C Smith, those guys could have success in or outside uh, because of uh, not only their amazing route running and agility, but Zay Flowers does have a really good top end speed as well uh, to at least blow by people and scare some people. So um, he's my number one. I, I The size isn't as a concern with me. Uh, he mentioned you know, he did have success against press in college. And uh, I think he'll find success in the NFL. And like we mentioned, like with Jalen Hyatt, like, Hopefully, you know, he should go to a team. More teams are utilizing motion and such to get these guys free releases where I expect that, you know, a team will probably find ways to get him the ball or get him free releases that way. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of a do-it-all. I don't perceive where he won't find a role because uh, he can, like I said, short, intermediate, deep, he can do it all. So that's why he's my number one. Uh, but I'll throw it to you. Who is your number one wide receiver? Uh, well, before I do that, just one last thing on Flowers because I do yeah. want to add. Um, I, I really like the comp of Steve Smith as well because I think that Steve Smith, when you when you bring that name out, people kind of understand. Okay, he plays bigger than his size because like that that was what made Steve Smith Steve Smith was he was a smaller receiver, five nine, five ten, whatever his height was, but he wasn't six foot, and everyone knew that Steve Smith not in, not in terms of just his personality. I mean that was there too, uh, 